This is KOLs in Asia, the podcast by KOLs.Asia, a brand new podcast series where we talk about all things influencer marketing, featuring special guests from the industry. Hi, everybody. So, um, hello to our featured guests and audiences. I'm Viren Wong, content lead for Chaos.Asia, and mm-hmm. this is Jason Ng, CEO and founder of Chaos.Asia. We will be your moderators tonight, and we just want to say a very big thank you for tuning into Chaos.Asia's very first Clubhouse session in collaboration with advertising students from Tar UC for our online campaign, Influencing Businesses, fashion. A gentle reminder to our guests tonight that tonight's session will be recorded. So um, we're going to give some more time for more people to enter the room before uh, we, we start. Okay, looks like looks like almost everybody has settled in. All of our five guests, our five very special guests are also here tonight. Okay, uh, I'll be Yay. passing the room over to to Mr. Jason to kickstart today's session. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Luan. Hi, everybody. Thank you for... Hey, Jason. Hi. 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 I'm Andy. Hello. Hi, Ethan. Hi, Jason. Hello. Hi, Grace. Hi. Um, very, very, very big thank you for you guys um, for taking time out to do this uh, with us. Um, no worries. And uh, uh, big thank you to uh, the Ta College uh, students as well for putting this together. Um, this is our first ever KOLs in Asia um, Clubhouse session. Uh, we'll be doing this uh, over the next three days, um, leading up to an um, Instagram live session that's also organized by the students. Uh, so um, we are very excited to you know, hear some thoughts from um, you guys uh, today. Uh, we've got a bunch of questions. Um, and uh, before we hop into it, um, I'm going to ask you guys to introduce uh, yourselves first. And um, when we get to the questions, um, is, is, is the format is going to be open. So um, at any point in time, anyone has um, uh, anything to say, you know, you can just uh, voice out. Um, if not, um, I would maybe call out someone. Um, but yeah, so we'll just keep it super casual and uh you know try to see if we can uh, deliver some value to the people who are listening in so i'm gonna pass this right now over to um uh, first person on the list jason maybe to um give a quick intro of yourself and then you know and so on hi guys um my name is jason and i'm basically an all-around creative but um i'm currently the merchandising manager for other chapters if everyone's familiar Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, thank Jason. You, thank you. Okay, now Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hi, everyone. I'm hello, Ethan. hello. I'm Ethan. I'm a fashion stylist and also a creative director. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you tonight. Thanks so much woo, for joining me. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's my turn, right? Okay, hi. Yeah. My name is Rowan. I'm a freelance model and creative. I'm currently a student studying filmmaking in Shanghai, but Woo! I'm also yeah working at TPC wow. Collection as yeah creative. Yeah, your filmmaking like what really? Yeah. I'm, oh my god, wow. Rowan, we didn't know that. Good in on you, babe. Shanghai. Yeah, in Shanghai, but right now it's the pandemic, so I'm stuck here. So okay. yeah. Yay, nice to meet uh, you all. Okay, okay. Woo! Nice to meet all of you. Okay, now Grace. Hey guys, how are you guys hey. doing? I think I'm the most non-fashion here. I'm actually a beauty blogger. But thank you so much for having me today. I am actually a digital marketer. So I'm working for a beauty brand right now. So yep, that's me. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi, hi, hi. Okay. Thank you so much for joining. Okay, um, yeah. Hi, everyone. Hello, my name is Mandy. So I'm the brand director for Mother Chuckers, Chucks, and Whoa, also Chucks. Let's, and also Hijal. And also I'm a co-director for Friend Studio as well. So nice to meet everyone here. That's Woo-hoo. great, that's great. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yay. Yay. 
thank you for the quick intro. I think we've got a um, um, you know a bunch of uh, speakers here with uh, quite a bit of caliber here. Um, so um, I'm going to jump into a bunch of questions that we have. Um, starting off with uh, you know obviously we've all been uh, affected by the pandemic over the last year. Um, what kind of problems did you guys face? You know managing your job during this pandemic. Mm. Okay, so how we manage our job during the pandemic? Am I correct? Is that is correct. that a question? Yes, yes, um, that's the question. I think because like me and Jason, we are kind of like in uh, mother trucker, so I guess this one we can kind of like. Hello, can you hear me? Yep, yep, we can hear you. Yeah, yeah. All I think good, so all we good. can kind of like answer it together, but I guess yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I I mean, in a way, managing because um, a lot of my uh, a lot of people who are working at Mother Tractors, they are kind of like freelance online creative as well. So I guess it's just um, just communicating. I think communication is um, really, really important, which I think during the pandemic, it really um, I think the strong communication really helped um, build. And yeah, I guess that's how we kind of like work things around. So I guess maybe Jason, you want to add in? Yeah, I think well. for my case, I feel like it's just like sort of reiterating and like rethinking about like how we work on a daily basis. I guess that's the challenge because I feel that for all creatives, we definitely have that thought in mind that, you know, like, oh, like how good it would be if you work from home or like, you know, like, you know, like if you like, I mean, it's hard to say, hard to describe, but for a creative, if you expect them to work nine to five and clock off, it's kind of hard. So it's always in the back of our minds. But then obviously when the pandemic happened, like you kind of, it's like, it's a kind of like a test when, okay, you know what? We actually have to do this because we have no choice. So I guess if in a case of like a challenge, I think that would be pretty much a challenge. It's like, okay, so how do we now work from home, actually work from home, you know, mm. rather than just thinking about it, like we actually have to do it. So that was pretty much that number one factor for me, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about Ethan? I think the only problem I face is financial problem. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Love it, Ethan. <laughs> Love, <laughs> Love the clarity. Ethan, Ethan is just basically straight to the point. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that's 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 my problem, right? Suddenly, like all projects got um um postponed Maybe, or either yeah. cancel. Yeah, budgets cutting, and. Luckily, I think that during that pandemic time, right, a lot of my clients, they are quite um, savvy in terms of digital marketing, in terms of influencer marketing. So we had a lot of discussion and working things around how to turn the table around in terms of working out strategy, how to actually tap into influ influencer marketing. So I think that it is m even more relevant than ever, the whole digital platform is basically congested during pandemic this is how mm. i see it yeah mm, yeah true true that's true any um, other takers on this question i think like the main problem i face during the pandemic is that i have no jobs at all yeah no money at all yeah i can't oh, speak much about sure. Yeah, because you're a freelance model, right? Freelance model too. Well, from, from right now, I can't speak much about Kitty Collection because I just started not long ago. But as a, a model from this point of view, I definitely face a lot of job losses. Like what Ethan said, clients are like cutting budgets and we are affected. I've lost so many opportunities that I never had it back mm -hmm. and everything's getting postponed. So I also noticed that a lot of... Um, uh, brands they start to search for influencers as their marketing strategy so definitely we all like kind of got affected for a moment and yeah to manage I think um, somewhat I had to be a little bit more of a influencer also because I that way I get more engagement and yeah it's yeah did you get more influencer jobs during that period as compared to prior? Um, actually, for now, yes, kind of. Like, the more, like, I don't just simply post out, of course, like, but the more that I post, the more engagement I have and the more followers I have. So that definitely helped me with getting more jobs, not just 
with um, influencer job because to be frank I'm actually not influencer I'm more of a content creator but there's definitely jobs coming in because once a brand recognize like recognize me then they will like give me jobs mm, so yep. yeah yeah mm. um, okay. um Grace so maybe I'm just the one who is a little bit different from this group because I am a blogger so actually during the pandemic I had more job opportunities because they were asking me to do SEO um, marketing for them. They were asking me to exchange links and do affiliate marketing. And honestly, I think during the pandemic time, I had more uh, people coming up to me because I'm one of still the last few standing for beauty in Malaysia. So yeah, I mean like for me, beauty wise, um, they are coming to me, but not for fashion because I understand that beauty versus fashion beauty pays more than fashion. I mean, like, I, I can't really say much that fashion brands are paying KOL so much. They are more like sponsorship, but beauty brands do pay. So yeah, during the pandemic, I, I wouldn't say that I lost jobs, but I got more jobs instead. Good to hear that. Good to hear that. Um, I, I'd like to jump back to uh, Mandy and Jason for a bit. You know, like, you, you guys um, obviously had to cope with um, working from home and um, still figuring out a way to make it work, um, mm -hmm. especially you know on creative, especially on the creative side, and, and sometimes it's difficult because creative stuff you know it it um, there are advantages when you're working together and you're actually looking at stuff together, right? So um, my question to that is, um, were there any specific tools or you know like what like what kind of stuff that you guys um, um, you know uh, adopted? to sort of help uh, curb with the difficulties of um, remote work? Um, okay, tools that Jason, like, tools mm, that I don't think there's any specific tool, but yeah. then like, I feel that it's like, you just have to be very much more organized. So there's definitely a lot yeah. of apps or whatever that helped us like organize our time-wise and like, you know, always check on what each other is doing because we obviously do multiple, like we're working on multiple things at the same time, mm. whether it's like, you know, creating content, whether it's like, you know, working on the new stuff or like, you know, communicating mm. with our, like communicating internally. So there's a lot of messages, a lot of WhatsApp, a lot of telegrams going on. So it's just that we just have to, you know, really like be very clear when we sort of note everything down, if that yeah. makes sense. And obviously Zoom, mm, Zoom yeah. calls help. Yeah. Course, but then at, at to a certain degree, like, you know, Zoom can only take you so far because basically Zoom is just for you to, you know, check in on each other. Basically, we don't really get much stuff done on Zoom, to mm. be honest. But it's yeah. more of like the communication part of it, which I feel that it has to be very, very clear, especially when you're not with the person all the time. Yeah. And then from my perspective, it, it, like in a way, it's much more effective, I feel, because we just cut off a lot of like unnecessary conversation. I mean, okay, maybe not unnecessary conversation, but then we're, we're more focused when it's when it's like that. But at the, like in exchange if we do meet like if we let's say we do meet in a meeting table it's probably half of the time we're just talking about crap that doesn't really yeah like, you know, yeah so for <laughs> me it actually it's a it's a hit it's a win and loss like you know that kind of thing mm. yeah that's very true because <laughs> from my end as well i totally agree jason because um i think when the pandemic hit i had a little bit more time actually like uh hello can you hear me can everyone hear me Yes, yeah, yep. I can hear you. Um, yeah, actually, during the pandemic, when the pandemic hits, I actually have more time to actually focus on like the things that are very like you know like much more online focused. Like for example, like you know, uh, creating a website, uh, for trucks and also mother truckers because a lot of things. Um, it's because when I know that the pandemic hits, I know that online, doing online sales and using the online platform is super super important. So um, yeah, just during that period, um really really work um very very closely during like multiple zoom calls and meetings um with my creative team to actually like get the website done and in a very efficient uh time actually we got it done like pretty quickly as well because I'm, mm. I'm pretty sure if you were to do it like you know because there's something to focus on so you know everyone is just very you know focused on that uh, one element to get it done and yeah yeah and you don't have like event launches like, yeah so you don't have distraction like as well i feel mm. so everything was pretty it's very clear that you know uh this has to be done and um yeah i think sometimes you know um you might be surprised you know just working through zoom with that you know camera there's a lot of things you can you know explain show you know a lot of different ways of like you know um 
uh, telling your, even though like, you know, I can't see my creative, but you know, you also, you, you will surprise yourself like, oh yeah, you know, this is how I would want to see it and you see, but yeah. It's, mm. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I get what you mean. I, I think like during the pandemic, we came up with a lot of um, creative ways to to convey yeah. the message across as well, you know, it would yeah, be definitely. your WhatsApp or, you know, like, uh-huh. like um, you know, Google Meets or whatnot. Um, a lot of scribbling on like um, uh, the phone and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I think, you know, the communication definitely is super, super important. Um, uh, now, moving from there to the next question is um, during this pandemic, you know, um, what kind of adjustments did you guys you know, make to your marketing or content strategy? Um, or did you guys make any adjustments specifically to suit the pandemic? Or, you know, you just, you still stuck with the plan prior to the pandemic? Mm. I think the adjustment that we did was, um, I guess a lot of like, uh, in terms of like the launch and also like creating kind of like, I know because, during the pandemic, I think a lot of people are doing like live sessions. So I guess, you know, just getting that, just getting that wave, uh, from overseas. So I guess, um, I think the adjustment is also like using the tools that, um, that Instagram have, and also using to the ability of like you know just making something creative and also connecting with your audience because obviously mm. you couldn't, obviously you couldn't, uh, reach you couldn't like meet them like face to face. And yeah, so I guess that's one of the strategies, just using um, like Zoom calls, like, you know, doing like, you know, Zoom concerts. Did you guys have to like change any concepts uh, for your plans prior to the pandemic? I think we did. Like, I think in a way that we kind of needed to find a new way of engaging with the customer, I feel. Because obviously, you're like, okay, I'm just going to use, like, you know, our, like, Chucks and obviously Mother Chucks as an example. So obviously, you know, like, with merchandise brands and also skincare, like, it's very much, like, human focus. And during that mm-hmm. period of time, obviously, we couldn't just say, okay, let's just do a shoot because obviously with the SOPs and stuff like that. So we sort of kept everything to a minimum. So that's mm-hmm. when we started, okay, that's when we started, okay, you know what? It's like, we can't just say, okay, we're going to do a shoot once every month or whatever. So we had to, like, find ways to sort of create content that would be engaging. Hence, obviously, we, you know, we, we like, I mean, for me, I would never have thought of, like, you know, hiring or, like, outsourcing my jobs to a, th- a 3D renderer, per se. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no reference. Like, there's no re- correlation. I mean, traditionally, there's no correlation from there to, like, skincare. But then, like, obviously, we had to do it because there's no other... There's, mm. that, that would be one of our ways. You know, there, yeah. there's no other way. So, in for me, that... I think it's a different... Like, it kind of taught me to think about things differently because there's just so much mm. restrictions. So, like, you just have to... You just have to figure it out. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because otherwise, we would have been doing it the same way, you know, like... Yeah, doing, like, product shoots and stuff. Yeah, it's a very standard way of doing it. So it's just, Mm. it's just bringing... I mean, yeah, in a way, in terms of, like, overseas brands, they are sort of, like, you know, portraying that already. But then, obviously, because we do sell mainly to a local market, so we do have to adapt to, you know, what they want to see. So even if we had those ideas in mind, we wouldn't be like, okay, let's just do it because, you know, local consumers might not reciprocate to whatever we're trying to sell. So that was a kind of a challenge as well, but we kind of had to, like, you know... Ease our way in, ease our way in, kind of that way. Mm. Cool. Thank you for that. Um, um, Ethan or Grace? I think it's very interesting that you asked about during pandemic time and in the fashion world because, like, I mean, everybody's working from home at that time, and fashion. Uh, how do you, how do you like change so many clothes in one? So I think the content has to shift to like the work from home and lounging and I think at that time TikTok was so boomed so um yeah it definitely was... grew quite a bit during that period yeah so um I know a lot of people jumped onto TikTok um uh, because everybody was doing it and it was like the trending thing to do but I myself was more of a consumer um I would say I'm not a Gen Z I'm still a millennial at heart so um content wise it's and I would say it shifted because for myself, I had a lot of restrictions mainly because like wearing the mask, I think it's a fashion statement, but also for me, it also gave me a lot of problems for my skin. So yeah, my, my content really shifted from makeup just to purely skincare. 
because not many people wear makeup at home. And yeah, that's that's one of the challenging things. But skincare is also really important during that time. So I think the, the searches for skincare and mask knee problems boom also yeah. at that period. Yeah. yeah. So I think it helped in a way because people were searching for keywords that were relevant for mask knee. Mm-hmm. I think it's also still relevant today because we still have to wear the mask. So yeah, it shifted, but it's for the better of it because I mean, like, it's also testing you to be, you know, how agile are you to adapt to a tough situation? Yeah. And I guess like, if you can survive this, you can survive anything. <laughs> In a way, yeah. Uh, Rowan, did you make any content changes to your usual content? Uh, well, I don't think I can fully answer this question on Kitty's collection side because I just started. And I think during like the early pandemic, I was on break on social media for quite a while. But then I think realized like recently I realized that being um like just a model is no longer enough no longer enough to attract the attention of the audience. Um I I do realize that brands are starting to find um influencers to model and advertise because you know in a way it's also a marketing strategy and you know because influencers mm, they yeah. will like repost and you know they can make it as their portfolio. So yeah, during the pandemic, like I said just now, I had lost a lot of jobs. I think because um the engagement from for my Instagram wasn't as much as now. So I tried to um do more video content other than modeling stuff. So uh, at the same time, I have a portfolio as a model and also a content creator. And from that, I think it really helped me to get more jobs other than modeling. So yeah. Yes, I gotta agree with you. Video was, was was like trending and everybody had to do video then. Everybody had to get uncomfortable during that yeah. time. Yeah, it's a good skill to have. It's a good skill to have. Even though I suck, I'm not good at it, but it's a good skill to have. So it's a learning process. Yeah. I've seen your videos. I think they're pretty great. Yeah, right. <laughs> stop, stop, stop doubting yeah. yourself. You are doing great, babe. But actually, that, that's a really smart move on, on shifting away from modeling and trying out something new. Uh, to also suit the pandemic and your current situation. Yeah, just just go ahead and try something new. Just trust the process. Don't be afraid, even though it's going to be cringy five days from now that you post it. But it's okay. Just just try. <laughs> just try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's also because a lot of people are start, you know, con- having a lot more time consuming content. So, like, you know, video content, like the demand for video content um, obviously grew quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> So um, this actually brings me to my next question, you know, like, uh, well, I think you sort of, you know, answered that a little bit, but, um, uh, you know, do you think people are more interested in uh, picture posts or short form videos um, right now? Obviously, the pandemic has um, accelerated um, a change in this, but um, as of now, do you, do you still think um, picture posts still pay, um, takes up majority of the consumer attention? Anyone? Um, Ethan, maybe? What do you think? Um, I think in general, people like interactive um, visuals. Yeah, so it could be... Right. Um, because I, I think videos speaks more because it's, it's moving and it's moving visual, right? So I think people can relate to that more. But again, I think that realistically, it really depends on your own feed. For example, if all of the people that you follow is um, all the way is just picture, 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 you most likely to just skip a few pictures and just when you come to a video, maybe you'll just stop by and watch for a bit, right? If it's just video all the way, then suddenly you come to the picture, you might stop at the picture. So I think that it's very personal kind of thing. It also, um, information overloaded, it really depends on our feed, I think, that it actually triggers our behavior, how we react. True, true. So, but it would sort of stand out against what you typically uh, consume in your feed, right? Yeah. Uh, Mandy, Jason? Any thoughts on on this? Because for me, I feel that I feel that it's not so much about whether it's a photo or a video. 
for me, I feel that people now, because I think consumers now are actually quite smart, especially people who use social media, and they want things that are engaging. So let it be a photo or like a video. So I feel that maybe, you know, in terms of like, they're going to stop if they want to, if they see what they want to see. So for me, it doesn't really matter whether it's a video or a photo, to be honest, because it, it, it really depends on like the topic or like the context of what they're doing. Yeah. So for me, la, for me. Mm, whether does it provide value? Yeah, yeah. Does it, it's like, does it add value right? to my life? You know, it's like it's either okay. Mm. I, I think this photo is very pleasing, or is it something very informative? So everybody has a different preference when they look through social media. Some people just want to look for it. Some people just look through social media just because they just want to see something nice. You know, they don't mm. they don't want to read about it, or they don't want to spend too much time on a specific post. Yeah. But there are people out there that really like you know go through like all their comments or like, you know go through all like the captions and stuff like that. So it really depends. But I don't think it's really like a photo or a video kind of situation. Mm. All right, right. I, I, I think I, it's just I, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, um, it, it, like different individuals have uh, really different consumption behaviors. But I think it's also partly because during this period, um, there is um, and there's an increase in supply of video content as well. And I felt like you know because of TikTok, um, like Instagram might have pushed that algorithm a little bit more, you know, to allow more short form videos to surface up. Um, again, that's my personal opinion. I could be wrong, um, mm -hmm. but uh, just my personal opinion. That's not right. That's not wrong. I think, yeah. yeah. That's not right. That's not wrong. It's fine. I think it depends. I mean, for me, because right now we're living in a fast-paced society, everything is just fast, fast, fast. So for me, I think... Uh, Hello, can you hear me? Oh my god, my yes, Wi-Fi. Yeah, 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 we can hear you. My Wi-Fi, oh my god. Okay, anyways, what did I say? Yeah, we're living in a fast-paced society. So for me, if like, uh, especially right now when things are starting to open up, everything is just picture, like, click, look at the tag and just go. And for me, I think that, you know, although videos are somewhat better, you know, maybe the creator might not be able to express the message fully or, you know, maybe capture the audience attention in the first five seconds. So, yeah, what you said was right. Like, it depends on the on the individual and the content creator. Yeah. I think also to add on, um, text is not dead because I see a lot of carousels with text and it is trending during the pandemic because I think uh, some people like informational type of content educational and they save posts and once you save or share the post and it becomes more it, it has more distribution in a way instagram kind of favors that so yeah i would oh, say yeah. yeah text is not dead <laughs> i do see yeah, yeah, like, I agree. more and more mm -hmm. educational yeah 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 I, I mean i i personally have been saving quite a bit of these kind of contents as well um same especially here, if, same yeah especially if especially they are, they are like, something that you know helps you in what you are trying to do or, you know, like what, what you're planning to do in the future. I was thinking recipes also was great. Like I think during pandemic, everybody was trying to be a baker, a cooker. <laughs> Those recipes really help. Yeah, the Dalgona coffee days. It was much more simpler. Oh yeah, yeah. early pandemic. Oh my God, I'm glad that died. The Chloe thing <laughs> workout, Dalgona coffee and everything. Yeah, yeah. text. Oh my god, so many things happened in the early pandemic days. Yeah. I thought it was yesterday. Yeah, it's, it's been a year already. Can you believe it? Yeah. Alright, so um, we're going to move on to the next question. Um, do you think influencer marketing can help increase um, the ROI in fashion businesses? Maybe we can talk from like the 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 business perspective and also the influencers perspective because uh, we understand that there's a mix of a crowd here. Anybody Does wanna nobody want to take this? Um, <laughs> Jason, you can start. Maybe you can go. Okay. Yeah. So what, was the, sorry, what was the question again? Uh, they asked that the question again? If... Yeah. Do you think influencer marketing can help increase um, the ROI in fashion business. I mean, to be honest, at this point, you don't really have a choice. Like, we're in an era where, like, influencer market marketing is a thing. Like, it's like, I just, like, it's like the question of, like, oh, should I watch TV? It's like, it's almost like that. So, like, you cannot really avoid influencer marketing, maybe fashion, food, you know, it, it's, it doesn't really matter. But then we're in an era where, you know, it's, you have to capitalize on it because it is, 
it is the now. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Right. So it's not really like, you know, yeah, it definitely helps. I wouldn't say it doesn't help because it would definitely give you a, a reach of some kind. Maybe it's not like a definite ROI per se as per dollars, like as in like, it's not like an immediate payout per se, payout per se, but it's definitely something that, you know, you have to do in order to get the reach that you want to grow as a business mm. in 2021. Yeah, true. Yeah. So that's how I, how I view it basically. Mm-hmm. I think I can yeah, share um, like my two cents here. Um, I think from an, Meet me servicing like all the all the brands, right? Um, they actually look at it as in two different category. One is using influencer marketing to gain eyeballs, like viewership. How many people actually see my brand and see see my product? Uh, yeah. And there are also some influencers able to influence, really influence people, and to walk in into the store. It's like I want the bag that she wears. So. It really depends on individual, like influencer, what, how they can actually relate that message to their audience. Yeah. Yeah, especially local influencers. I gotta agree with you, yeah, Ethan, because it's like a, it's like a sales funnel. Like first funnel, the first part is awareness. Like awareness stage, you kind of need a lot of eyeballs, so you kind of have to get all the micro influencers together and also. I think a celebrity KOL to, to, to get the awareness stage going. And then when it comes to the conversion part, you kind of have to get like a guru or an expert to make people want to buy or to, to cause intrigue, to get people moving and you know, believing what they say. So yes, I agree with you, Ethan. You're totally spot on. Yeah, because I, I, I feel that there are like a different kind of influencer. Some are really, really good in promoting products and really good in doing sales. But some are just really, they are just brand person. They look good in the brand. They speaks for the brand. And that's about it. So I think that the education here is to educate the client. Not every single influencer that engage have to demand sales. Correct. Yeah, that's not possible. <laughs> Correct. I, I think, I think we can all agree with this. Resting yeah, because there's definitely, like, there's definitely a difference between like, you yeah. know, because a lot of people think, oh my God, like I'm going to engage like a, an influencer that has like, you know, X amount of following and expect sales from that. But like, for me, it's really important to actually dissect what the influencer does because obviously, so, yeah, I mean, getting a lot of followers is definitely a good thing, but you know, some people are just there for the photo. They don't really care about, you know, yeah. what she's actually wearing or like he or she's mm-hmm. wearing per se. So it's more like a vibe. But then there are some influences that were obviously with the page, it's not that obviously when you go to their page, it's not that it's not that, you know, play, pleasant to the eye as others, but it's very informative. So people would, you know, some some clients were like yeah, some kind of customers would definitely engage to that more than the aesthetically mm-hmm. pleasing ones, I, I must per se. Yeah, it really depends on like their target audience of like, you know, the influencer that they are targeting. Correct. I think the target audience is super important. And and, and also like to your point, Jason, I think I think that question by itself or, or like you know like how clients um may sometimes bring out that question by itself is actually very flawed. Um it, it's not like you know they would go to say a billboard ad and say hey how how you know how much sales am I getting out of this billboard ad right or how much sales am I getting from a TV ad? Um, but somehow they would sort of put influencer marketing on the pedestal and go, oh, if I'm paying this influencer X amount, you know, how much sales can I expect from it? I mean, it's really no different from any other advertising channel. Um, and of course, you know, there are a lot of other factors that come into play, right? Whether your product is actually good, whether it resonates with um, the, the the audience of that influencer. But, but to your to your point, um, Ethan, I think like, I, I totally agree with you. And just to add on to that, I think like that that trust um, is also really important that the influencer has with their community, and it shouldn't be taken for granted. Um, which sometimes brands, um, you know, may not necessarily realize. Um, you are sort of banking on that trust that the community has um, with that influencer. You know, yep. be, uh, right? Uh, her taste or her, uh, you know, um, stuff that she uses and stuff that she recommends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it really plays a part. Sometimes I also feel that it's it's the campaign objective, like whether a brand wants, uh, what do they want? They have to be clear about it. Do they want to get more eyeballs? Do they want a sales conversion? And that also really affects their 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 influencer selection process. Yes, that's why I always tell brand right. 
if you find one person who can actually have a lot of followers do posting for you, get a lot of eyeballs, and also you think that she can bring sales back, right? You better sign her for 10 years, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, she, she would be your money-making machine, right? Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not always the case. Like, influencers with, like, few million or, like, 500,000 followers may not necessarily convert all 500,000 of their followers into customers. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, or maybe so, I, I should add on, like, add on um, for influencer marketing, I think we are not just restricted to the influencer creating content, but I think also we need to uh, allow brands to be aware that we can ask the influencer to do a live stream for them. So because this is a trend right now, and I see a lot of live stream featuring influencers, and I think they are really effective, even though the influencer is not really with high following, but because they can talk like a host, they can they can bring in the sales. Oh, actually, I just you know I just like to add on to that um, uh, you know an add on question to what you just said, Grace. Do you think influencers today should also go out of what they have been comfortable with, you know, to get into this live stream uh, format? I think thoughts, if you yeah, I think like if you want to stay relevant, you gotta shake things up, right? You gotta be uncomfortable if you want to grow. That's how it's gotta be. Mm, I would, I would say, mm, like, okay, I don't, I don't know whether this is like an appropriate way to to phrase it, but like, I'm just gonna say that okay, if somebody, somebody that's like obviously insta famous can never do TikTok. Does that make sense? Like somebody who's like famous yeah. on TikTok, it's like it takes skill to be famous on TikTok. So, like, I feel that even for an influencer, like, they cannot be, you can't be an all-rounder. Okay, some of them are, but, like, you know, some influencers are good at YouTube or some influencers are good at, like, you know, Snapchat, TikTok, or some, some Instagrammers are good at Instagram. So, for me, like, yeah, definitely, like, it would be great if the influencer can expand, but mm. for me, if, the, if he or she doesn't do it, like, tastefully, it might just backfire, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think just walk around with mm-hmm. your strength. Uh, just like uh, just adding on like what Jason mentioned. Any takes on this, uh, Ethan? Mm, I really depends on the brand, who they want to um, advertise on what, what kind of platform. Therefore, they choose their influencer. This, all this live stream or even TikTok dance and things like that, so you, you will know that it doesn't resonate uh, with the luxury brands. So re- it really depends on what kind of influencer you want to position yourself as. So it's like what category in, in this lifestyle thing, you know, what kind of jobs you want to take in, what kind of image they want to portray and what do you represent? So therefore you create your content based on that because I think that it's eventually influencers are going to be very tiring if, if they're just going to boost just for followers and likes on different different kind of platform and just keep on creating i think that eventually that five years or ten years of influencing journey is not going to be fun that's on the influencers um um, point of view in creating content correct yeah 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 okay okay um ryan oh I want to add to something. Actually, I've been seeing a lot of luxury brands on TikTok lately. I think it's it's uh, you you can't really say that TikTok isn't suited for luxury brands per se. I I really feel that it's uh, this is just my personal opinion. I I feel like it's just more on how the the influencers themselves want to portray on on TikTok. Yeah, because uh luxury brands have also been going on TikTok, especially uh the, during the pandemic time. Uh, who who did Jason call next? Uh, Grace was it? Grace. Uh, no. Um, uh, it's okay. Anyone else that wants to have a go at this, or we could go to the next question. Um, okay. So let's uh move on to the next question. Um, right now, um, there are some social media platforms that are experimenting with um, e-commerce features. Uh, obviously, Instagram has introduced the shop. Um, do you think having e-commerce features on social media would be beneficial for 
um, influencers and businesses long term? Maybe um, Jason or Mandy, you guys want to take this first? Okay, sorry, wait, sorry. I wasn't paying attention for one second. So what was the question again? I'm so sorry. No worries. Um, so my question is, um, do you think having e-commerce features on social media uh, is beneficial for influencers and businesses? Yeah, you know, like, like Things like, yeah. you know, the shop mm -hmm. on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Because I think generally that's where people spend most of their time, no? I feel mm -hmm. that even like, even for websites and stuff like that, even for like, you know, trucks and mother truckers, the first thing like when we did the website, I was like, okay, I need it to be like very mobile friendly. Mm. because that's how people navigate like we spend most of our time on our phones we don't even look like sometimes uh, there are some days i don't even touch my laptop <laughs> mm, so yeah. for me that's a business opportunity there you know what i mean so like for me the focus is more on that so it's definitely a yes for me do, do you guys have that integrated in you know with uh with the instagrams uh, we okay currently we, uh currently we don't we don't because it's, it's just, because yeah because it's, because it's the nature of how we sell our products so for me um because obviously for us to sort of integrate that, it requires obviously, you know, a separate set. Like, you know, somebody has to separately, like, you know, do it and stuff like that. Because, I mean, not to toot our own horn, but we kind of sell pretty quickly. So for me, it, it works out okay. But probably in the future when we do expand, we might actually look into that, like, professionally. Right. Got it. Yeah. Oh. Ethan, any thoughts? I think it's great because like, like, like what Jason said, um, we spend most of our time uh, on phone. So yeah, basically it's just another feature to, to make um, things more user-friendly and easier for people. Mm, yeah. Maybe That's like Rowan or Grace can speak from like a consumer standpoint. Yeah, I think that the feature is very beneficial and important you know even though it's just a feature but it's so important because it's the first thing that pops up on my export page as a consumer and you know it's what attracts the eyeballs so i believe it's about you know um i think it's also about the quality and the practicality of the goods you know also the connection with the with the influencer you know if you buy an influencer product or or you know any kind of product it's somehow um, correct me if I'm wrong. It somehow does embodies the influencers' values and 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 vibes. So maybe like if a follower is engaged or uh, attached to an influencer, like a fan to an a, a to a K-pop idol, you know, they will be more um, maybe motivated to purchase anything despite the product or the platform. Yeah. Ever tried? you know, buying anything from, uh, or, or, you know, like using that function that leads to a purchase so far? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a shopaholic. So it's very, <laughs> yeah, 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 a lot of, a lot of like, I think, for, yeah, I think a lot of like impulsive buying, like in terms of like, because it's just there, then, you know, just mm -hmm. click go and buy. Yeah. So for me, it's very beneficial and yeah, but the thing at is, the same time. Okay, but one thing, right, sometimes, sometimes, right, it's because, you know, like, I think one thing that, because I, I recently went to this shop, so I don't think they connect it together with like their own web store. So some things, you know, you just get a little bit excited. Like for example, if you see this, uh, like it can be a bag or accessory and everything. So, you know, it looks like it's available because they don't have that sold out feature or whatsoever. Yeah. Or, or maybe oh, yeah, they just leave it too. on. Then when you actually go to the website and then it just says sold out. So for me, that really kills the joy. Like I, I will be so, like my... I will be actually, I will be pretty pissed. I'll be like, okay. Yeah. Um, take because you spend your time to go missing. through all that. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you take your time to actually like, you know, save and go through. So I guess that's just one feature where I would think that I'm not sure how, I mean, I didn't really go deep into how it works, but I guess this is just one thing that I find it very annoying. <laughs> yeah. They need to keep updated. Yeah. So, keep you know, note. just exactly. Yeah. I think it's really hard if there's a lot of SKU. So I think in the future, hopefully Instagram will do this integration with like Shopify platforms or even those e-commerce yeah. platforms so that you don't have to manually do it one by one, especially if you've got like yeah. so many SKU on the website. Exactly. I think it's just connect. I'm not sure because just now I got cut off with like when Jason was talking, but I guess it's just when you, are when you decide to open another platform for, you know, other consumers to purchase, I guess that's just where that you just need the whole responsibility of like, you know, just making sure that it's like managed well, even though yes, it's very easily accessible, but I guess if it's not 
done well, then it might, you know, confuse the consumer. Then, yeah, that's just my thought. Yeah, customer service. Yeah, because I guess this is just one thing where like, okay, yeah, like, you know, I know that even though we are talking about like, you know, how marketing works, but at the end of the day, I mean, me and Jason, we both know it pretty well that even though, you know, marketing can be like, you know, can be top notch and, um, you know, you can do the best of the best, but it's just that um, getting your product to your customer, that is just that one thing where it's super, super important because if the product is not reached to the customer and for me, that is just a failed plan. Yeah, the consumer experience is definitely like super, super important. Yeah, I get, I get yeah. you when you say like. And I feel that I think it's more, it's more important that you know brands or like you know influencers or whatever. Like you kind of already master it yourself before you decide to put it public, because mm. especially when it comes to influencer marketing, it's kind of tricky because like everything is pretty much amplified. So whenever you want to introduce something new, you you kind of have to really, really do a lot of research, because yeah. I know some brands like they really do okay, yeah, because they they definitely offer this like this obviously this button like what Mandy says but at the end of the day like you know when you click through it doesn't show up and then there's a whole lot of like you know complaints blah 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 so that's sort of like you know that's sort of that's where when I say it might backfire actually so yeah mm. you just have to be really like careful and then like really educated to you know release something like that mm. yeah I, I totally agree with what you said um, I think like um, influencer marketing um, can help spearhead, you know, like a, a marketing campaign. But, you, you know, the, I think the fundamentals of um, running your business or building your product or, you know, or having a, you know, coming up with a good product is still, is still unavoidable, right? Like you can't, you can't have influencer marketing and, you know, like have poor customer service or poor product. Uh, and I think what that would only do is expose you a whole lot faster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially now with like Gen Z consumers, Gen Z consumers are very quick to call out brands who who are, you know, not not doing the best. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So um. One one more question before um we open up, you know, to um uh, the floor, you know, for our audiences um who are welcome to ask any question. Um, we will invite them up. Right, Ruben. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So, um, I'd like to ask, um, what do you think is the future for influencer marketing? Could be in the context of fashion or in general. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, I think influencer marketing is definitely not going anywhere anytime soon. So I think everybody just has to, I think, I don't say everybody, I think brands and like clients for a start have to be, have to self-educate themselves as well in terms of how they use this tool. Because a lot of brands out there, they still obviously reach out to, you know, agencies or like, you know, content creators to do certain things without knowing what they're getting themselves into. So that number one for me is like, whoever is like obviously going to hop on this train, they better, you know, like, you know, for the better good of themselves, they actually do educate themselves because obviously, like I said, it's not going anywhere. So that's number one for me. Anyone else? Maybe the content creators themselves, like Grace and and Rowan can, can tell from their standpoint on what do they think? I think I agree what Jason said. Like, influencers, they're going nowhere. It's right now, and everybody is just looking up on social media for them. But I think, um, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I think there's, like, a new competitor among the circles, which are virtual influencers. I mean, they're not real. They look human and controlled by marketers, developers. Uh, yeah. There's, like, millions of people following them. And... You know, there's so many big name companies like uh, Borman, Balenciaga, Ikea. And if you right now, you just fly to JD Sport One Utama, there's a virtual influencer called Maya at the Puma section. I thought she was just like a normal model, but no, she's actually a virtual robot influencer. But right now, I think, I don't think it's a huge competitor at Malaysian uh, KOL scene yet. But I don't know, like, it could be in the future. Yeah, but it's important, you know, it's definitely important to step up your game if you want to be, you know, 
relevant, I guess. So yeah, virtual models, I guess. I guess, you know, like when we get to a stage where um, VR becomes a big thing, like that, that risk increases multiple folds, right? Okay, so um, uh, Grace, did you want to say something? Sorry. No? Okay. Grace? Oh, sorry. I was on oh, mute. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I guess influence, influencer marketing has been around for many years. It's just that it's been accelerated really fast during the pandemic season. And right now, it's not going anywhere for sure. But I, I can foresee people wanting to put their ambition. I want to be an influencer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Kids are already doing that, you know, in school where they write like, like, what's your ambition when you grow up? Kids are already writing like YouTuber, influencer and all that. Yeah, I see that as a good thing, you know, like, like so happy that, you know, like kids these days can really uh, go out and aspire to really be who they want to be. Um, yeah. And not, and not confined to like your traditional state school. Engineer. Yeah, lawyer, <laughs> that whole lot. Um, okay, cool. Um, do we have anyone that we want to invite up that with questions? Okay, so I guess now we're going to open the floor to a Q&A session. So uh, either uh, any of our five guests here have any questions to ask, either each other or to us, or maybe somebody from the audience has a question to ask regarding uh, today's topic. Anybody? Just raise your hand, by the way, uh, if you're in the audience. And then I'll, I'll ping you up here to speak and ask your question. Wow, are we that boring? <laughs> Don't be shy. Maybe, be shy. Maybe we've covered too much. Raise your hand. Don't be shy. Oh, Mandy okay, can answer everything. Somebody raise their hand. Hey, no, uh, I. <laughs> but happy to help. Happy to help everyone here. Okay, let's get okay, Stella on. We got Stella up. Hi, Stella. Hi, Stella. Hey. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. yes you can. Hi, everyone. Yeah. I'm Stella, and I am a graphic designer. I would like to ask, like, um, what are your biggest brand in sports? Like, which brand inspires you the most? Like, international or local? Mandy, actually, I would like to say Chucks. Chucks is very good. Ah! Kitty oh, collection is also good. <laughs> Other than your own, very good answer. <laughs> I love it, right? Just like that's how you do marketing. Exactly. Yeah. You use every platform. You might, you might as well put the logo on your profile pic. Okay? Yeah, my so you just put influence the logo marketing is best. Right. Okay. Um, now, like, um, which brand does like Chuck look up to the most? I guess. Um, I would say. I mean, we don't really have like a specific. Um, I don't really have like a specific brand that I look up to, but I guess you know it's just, um, just doing a good research on like you know what are the current things that people are looking at like um you know like internationally and also, um locally because at the end of the day, um, you know because, um obviously majority of our consumer is from Malaysia, so I need to kind of create that very good balance of, bringing something new that I uh absorb and also like um. Also understanding what local market, local market like understand, but I can tell you one thing that uh me and Jane we've been looking at for Chuck it's just like you know in terms of like, um, educating like in terms of like how to use um like the skincare things because uh we wanted to besides okay like you know selling uh trucks but I guess there's also like uh some aspect that we also want to bring into um our audience so that they understand like okay. Um, you know, like how to, uh, what's the benefits of like, you know, this certain SPF, like, you know, uh, what are the beneficials of like, you know, like these certain ingredients, like, um, like why some ingredients are like non-natural or natural. I guess it's just all these little things where we want to kind of like push forward in terms of like, you know, content. Like these are the things that I'm looking at at the moment. So like, just like, more educational content about your products now. yeah i couldn't really give you like a brand that i'm looking at because i look at multiple things and i look at things in uh multiple platforms so like um just getting inspiration from like you know uh friends and also like you know like uh some 
international brands and also like local brands. Yeah, so if I couldn't really tell you like a brand that I'm looking at because um, basically just researching and absorbing uh, what I okay. see. Okay. Um, okay, yeah, I understood. How about others? How about all the other people? Any I other see brands? sincerely from the bottom of my heart, not trying to hard sell or anything. <laughs> I really look I can see where this is going. <laughs> Honestly, not trying to hard sell because it's actually one of the brands where like I go like, oh my god, I really want to model for them when I was younger because I started as a freelance model first. But then like slowly over the years, I don't know what kind of miracle right now I'm working for them. You know, because it's just something very different because I know Kitty Yi personally since I've been working for her for quite a while and she told me a lot of her past stories and I feel like it's very inspirational and it's it really because she's always like be yourself like even though there's trends out there there's people just want you to be different just be yourself and you know yeah and it's it's she's trying to be just some, she's trying to try something new but also being herself so and i think that's one of the hardest thing to do so no trying to hard sell kitty collection but also do check out kitty.com we got Yi Ching from the audience who has a question, I suppose. Hello, yes. hi. Hi, Yi Ching. Hello. Hello, hi, hi. hi, sorry, I'm 15 hours. <laughs> okay, um, it's cool. Alright, um, just a simple question. Sorry if I joined a bit late. Hello. Um, very interesting sharing. But um, just one, one very simple question, right? I think I heard about 100 audience. And there's one thing I have always been pretty curious. Um, do we usually mostly target a niche would work better? Or maybe two or three kinds of group? Like example... Maybe I target a millennial and a Gen Z, but Gen Z and millennials can be quite different. Or it would be better to target a niche. Okay, I'm not too sure why I'm asking, but yeah, so basically what I'm trying to say is, is it always better to target a niche or it's better to target like a generalized audience? Yeah, that's uh... Okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes complete sense. Uh, maybe somebody from the guests want to answer this? Okay, I can speak for myself because I buy ads online. I'm an ad buyer. So um, to answer your question, having a niche audience is really beneficial because you kind of know their profile, like the things they like to watch, uh, the things where they hang out and then like what kind of activities they do and once you figure out your customer avatar and if you can target them right down to the very detail they are most likely to convert faster than you know just just um, targeting the mass audience because when it comes to doing conversions awareness part like yeah you have to kind of like example if you're a beauty brand you just target all beauty lovers but if you are a beauty brand who knows your customer avatar like example this person a likes to uh, shop at all the indie brands and this person likes to listen to indie songs so if you target them at all the places that they hang out with they kind of most likely see you multiple times at multiple touch points and they will most likely eventually want to try your brand and when they try your brand it is your best i mean you must do your best to kind of impress them so that they can be a loyal customer long term so to answer your question if you can niche it down, it's even better. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Uh, maybe somebody else has anything to add? I think in terms of um, choosing your influencer for your brand, first or foremost, you need to do a bit of research on uh, starting with this um, relationship with um, the influencer. Yeah. So by understanding uh, your influencer. So you actually build along the way, you build this relationship with your influencer. So he or she becomes your brand spokesperson. So he will wear your, your clothing all the time, or even he will use your product all the time. So to me, this kind of relationship 
it's like you're starting a relationship, like Paktor, you know, you Paktor with your influencer. Only you will have fruitful, very niche influencer to actually amplify your products other than just go for the mass influencer. So I think first and foremost, I think most important, you need to understand where your, where your brand positioning is and what kind of the influencer that actually speaks for you. Thank you so much. That's very helpful. Thank you, Ethan. Um, so we've got another member of the audience up here. Um, do you guys still have uh, a bit of time to take a question? Yeah, yeah I'm fine cool. from my end. Cool, yeah. cool. Okay, go ahead, Roseanne. Okay, hi, I'm uh, Roseanne. Uh, so I actually have a question. So, um, cause uh, Roanne mentioned that there are more um competitors in the market. Um other like such as uh, virtual influencers. So I was wondering if uh, since like some of you are influencers, do you have any um, channels or uh, ways to uh, update yourself on the latest uh, marketing trends or um, something like that? Just spend <laughs> more time on Instagram, girl. <laughs> um, yeah, I can honestly tell you, I follow quite a bit of people. Like I just, I think just, I wouldn't, I mean, like, in a way, like, you spend more time and also, like, just know, like, you know, um, every information that, uh, every images that you're scrolling through or, like, videos, just make sure, like, you know, you see how to dissect and see, like, how you can kind of, like, how you can apply to uh, the project or the brand that you're working for. So, that's what I would do. I think to add on, so, like, uh, aside from being on instagram the whole time you can also like um log on to like marketing marketing kind of um magazines and marketing trends and stuff like that like i think there are some platforms where they update on marketing trends yeah so you can just search them online yeah i do feel like instagram has everything though like if you want to look up about uh the tea about fashion lately like who is doing what you can like follow accounts like diet prada they expose but i feel like sometimes twitter is also not bad you know like the first twitter wave like it's always like you know like the things that they share right you can be from that that other side of the world and then after that you know just suddenly like you know for for example like instagram reels actually been like you know it's been, you know, uh, for like over the the overseas like audience. It's been there for quite some time, and now you know it's mm-hmm. um, since last year. Yeah, exactly. So now you know it's it's available now in Malaysia. So I guess just that's just like the recent wave that people you know engage more. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, um, Uyuan, you want us to say something? Oh, no, no, I just wanted to ask if uh, anybody else wanted to add on to, to Ro- Rosane, Ro- Roseanne's question. Sorry about pronouncing your name. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. She's my sister. <laughs> oh! Really? No way. Really? Yeah, Roanne. Yeah, she's Roseanne. Yeah, hi. Yeah, oh, hi. 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 <laughs> hi. You guys only have, like, <laughs> someone is a Zach and... One's yeah. a yeah, Chinese name, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh that's cool. See, that's you get so to learn cool. everything, a lot of things every single day. So yeah, that's sister. The more you know, <laughs> the more I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in, Ren. Thank you for answering my question. Um. Yeah. I, I guess there's also one more thing that me and Jason want to add. Um. I mean, since everyone here is actually just also um from uni and you know maybe new listeners but yeah me and jace i mean since we are gonna announce this soon but i think it's also uh, good that we announce it here as well so uh mother shaka and chucks we are actually hiring interns so if there's anyone who wants to join you guys can just send us an email just sliding in here cool cool well, Kitty Collection is not hiring, <laughs> but <laughs> www.kitty.com. Oh my god, Roy, we might as well do a poll at this point. Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah. Okay, right. so, so, um, any potential interns, please, you know, 
uh, look Mandy and Jason up. Um, all right, so I think we're at the end of the session. That's all the time we have for tonight. Um, thank you to our amazing guests for sharing with us uh, so much uh, information. I think it has thank been- Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you for you, having us. Yeah, th thank you for taking Thank time. you so you know, much First of all, thank us. you for taking, yeah, thank you for taking time out for this, really. Um, and, uh, you know, like, uh, I think I think you guys really delivered quite a bit of very useful and valuable information to the people who are listening. And thank you. Uh, thank you. And uh, thank you to everyone who stayed till the end of this session. Don't forget to follow us um, at KOLs.Asia on Instagram to check out the guest list and uh, upcoming events um, that we're collaborating with uh, Thai College uh, students, Thai UC students. Okay, so, all right. Um, thank you, everyone. And um, uh, see you guys uh, back on Clubhouse tomorrow. Okay, thanks, thanks guys. So much. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good, good, night. good night. Have a good, good weekend. Night. Bye. Good night. Okay, um, we're gonna end the room now. Thanks, guys.